0: Resistance. In existence, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Become a part of the Here's how we practice. The lost art of conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott, and this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we're doing 1980
1: versus 2014
0: Deathmatch 2000. We, yeah, we kind of randomly picked 1980, so we're going to talk about uh, music, TV, movies uh, from this year Politics. versus that year. Politics, of course. Um, the year of, of uh, our greatest president, 1980, of course.
1: He uh, later changed his name to Ronald Reagan.
0: He did, which was kind of dumb because the greatest president is pretty much a, a pretty bitchin' presidential name. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it was an Actors Guild thing. There's um, another Greatest President already. Yeah. Huh. yeah, who later changed his name to Michael Douglas. Um, but 1980 ends up being kind of a... It's an interesting year when you look at uh, the charts for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, a year I remember, so that's nice, too. Um, what do You, you want to start with uh, music? That sounds good. Okay, great. So it's an interesting, different kind of list. It really, yeah, charts. it's, it's kind of like there was, well, we've talked about the, uh, some of the, a lot of the years in the eighties on our REM episodes, um, the billboard charts list. And, uh, and this year is, seems overall better than any of those. Cause this seems like it was kind of like a transitional period.
1: Yeah. You, you see the bad stuff on there, but it's not at the top yet.
0: Right. And it, yeah, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as, like, uh, 86. I think that was the worst one we had. But, like, number one song of the year for uh, 1980 is Call Me by Blondie. So, I got no problem with that. No, me neither. An actual decent song. Uh, number two was Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 by Pink Floyd. I'm not a Pink Floyd fan, but I don't really have a problem with that song.
1: I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. I don't. You know, I don't even know what that song is compared to their other songs. I pro- i mean, I've probably heard it a million times, but it—but it doesn't matter. It's—it's it's a much more interesting song than what it is ever there for 1988, right? 1987, 1986, all the, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's
0: neat. Let's well, let's do. Let's just go down the at least the top ten uh, for 1980, and then we can talk about some other stuff. So you got "Call Me" by Blondie, another "Brick in the Wall" Pink Floyd, "Magic" Olivia Newton-John. Rock With You, Michael Jackson, holdover from the previous year. Um, but although maybe the single wasn't released until 1980. Do That To Me One More Time, Captain... That's just
1: 1980? On... That is crazy. It feels like such a much older song. I mean, it's 79, but 80... Way yeah, Rock With You? No, Do That To oh, me, do, me One yeah, More Time. Yeah, it seems
0: like 75 or something, right? Yeah, way, yeah. way back, yeah. Uh, number six, Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen... Uh, seven, coming up, by Paul McCartney. Eight, Funky Town, by Lips Inc. Number nine, Billy Joel, it's still rock and roll to me. And number ten, The Rose, by Bette Midler. So this is, yeah, it's a very interesting list, and it's all over the place, which is Yeah, cool. I was just going to
1: say, it is all over the place. You have Bette Midler right beside Queen, but right beside Captain Neil, right beside Michael Jackson. It's weird. And and not far off the top ten, you have that Gary Newman
0: song. Cars, right, Definitely a very uh, post-punkish, Kraftwerkian song. Yeah. Very, very different than uh, the later '80s charts. Um, yeah, and then you've got you know Smokey Robinson cruising and a couple spinners. Um, I know. I mean, you do have the shit this year, too. The terrible songs like Christopher Cross.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking of when I said creeping up. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that song, but I just assume it's terrible.
0: It, it's horrible. Well, he's actually got two in the top 100. Uh, let me find his other one, because I, I remember looking at it earlier and seeing, oh, there his bitch ass is again. I guess uh, we
1: lost all our Christopher Cross fans right
0: about now. I think we lost those with our first episode. Um, we're not mellow enough for the Christopher Cross audience. Shit, am, was I wrong? Maybe I was wrong, because I'm, like, scrolling oh, Yeah, I don't see list. another one. Okay, yeah, fuck it. He doesn't deserve to be on twice anyway. Um, no, Sailing. Oh, say it is on there. Yeah, so terrible. Yeah. But you also get some other, like, going down the list. Um, you get, like, Pop Music by M. Um, and Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders, a great song. Um, and then you you also have Crap Like the Eagles and Air Supply. Although, I have to say, All Out of Love by Air Supply, not, not a bad song for a terrible schmaltzy song.
1: And it... It sticks with you forever. It really does. Once it's you're never going to not hear it again.
0: Although I couldn't sing the verse to you at all, but the chorus, yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, sticks. Um, I thought sticks was sailing. Do they have also have a song called sailing? Uh, Come sail
1: away. Oh, uh, I would. I like to put a CD together that's all sail songs.
0: Yeah, you could. Uh, I thousands are sailing by the Pogues. That would probably be the only good song on that list. Um. All right, so uh, I, think I think what I was saying... Have the show. What's that?
1: Aliens perhaps have visited the show recently because they made you say, yep, 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 yep.
0: Yeah, according to you, that's... Uh, hopefully that, that came through on the recording. Uh, I just heard your connection uh, take a big old hairy shit right in my ears, and I could tell you, like, cut out. Um, but we'll see. There's a magic of uh, living in in the future. Uh I think I was saying was that this year, 1980, was interesting just because of the, the variety. You've got, like, new wave influence and punk influence stuff um, alongside, like, rock, alongside R&B, um, alongside, I don't know what the hell you call Christopher Cross, uh, big ol' ween. I call him a missed opportunity. Why would he name, not call himself crisscross? Cross? He, yeah, he was behind the times, he and, uh, he you know, singing about sailing instead of jumping. Crisscross. You know, kind of stupid. There's also a version of Stand By Me by someone named Mickey Gilley. Mickey Gilley? Sounds like a country artist. Wait. Yep. What number? Oh, he is a country artist. 82. Yeah, because I remember Gilley's, um, Gilley. From, uh, wasn't that like the bar in Urban Cowboy? Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the films. Um, but yeah, this is just, you don't see this, kind I mean, I feel like in the eighty, later in the 80s, radio got a lot more, um, got a lot more segment, not segmented, uh, it got a lot more segregated.
1: With, yeah, yeah like everything on its own station? Like, do you think in 80 there wasn't really a country station?
0: I mean, there probably were, but it is strange that there are country like Kenny Rogers is on, mm-hmm. on this Well, list. he was
1: he was definitely a crossover at the time, I remember. I don't know if he was a crossover. I just, the Gambler might not have been a, a country song.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what you would call it either. Um, yeah, I think it definitely did. Like, you know, Linda Ronstadt,
1: those... she's kind of country too, isn't she?
0: Yeah, country, sli- she's Op- kind of Country pop slash rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you hear the stories of uh, MTV, like, they didn't want to play black music um, until Michael Jackson's Thriller and uh, Billy Jean kind of broke that barrier. But I think that started happening more later in the 80s, because I remember as a kid listening to the radio and hearing all this mishmash of stuff, like, it, there. I'm sure there were stations that were, like, R&B stations or whatever, but it was also played on the Top 40 stuff. Right, right. Um, and I don't know. I guess we'll, when we take a look at this year's charts, we'll see if if uh, it's gone forwards or backwards from this. But uh, but yeah, I uh, so I th- I would say in the top ten there are uh, at least half of those I I think are good songs. At least. Yeah. At least, yeah. I mean... I, even
1: the ones that I don't particularly care for, I still can see why people like them.
0: Sure. I would say probably Do That To Me One More Time is the worst of the lot. Um, yeah,
1: but I can see why people like that. It's just not my kind of thing. And it's yeah. It's definitely of its time. It hasn't aged well. No, it has not aged well. And, and I think it's the one said, that's aged the least... The, 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 of that list, it's aged the worst. Yeah. I, I, was, I don't know. Maybe The Rose.
0: Yeah, The Rose is... Um, which was from the movie, uh-huh. um, it was, and it was, she was supposed to be kind of like a Janis Joplin figure. So I, I think the music for that was kind of, you know, meat low fish. Um, it probably hasn't aged well, but I haven't really listened to the Rose for a long time. I mean, it's, it's like a rock ballad. So I think it probably holds up better than do that to me one more time. Yeah. But, um,
1: whatever that is
0: a rock ballad,
1: no, whatever that is. A rock ballad? No, no. Whatever that quote is. Oh, a rock ballad. No. Whatever that is, that.
0: A rock ballad is a, uh, a rock song that is slower in tempo than a normal rock song.
1: Yeah, but whatever that is.
0: A rock ballad? Oh, I see. Do that to me one more time. Whatever that is. A rock ballad. I would think that it, it refers to uh, getting a wet willy finger in the ear. Because who didn't love that in 1980? Nobody. Precisely. A rock ballad. But Call Me is a great uh, number one song for the year.
1: Yeah. That's a great song altogether. I'm a little surprised it is number one. I don't, I don't think I realized how big they were
0: so from the soundtrack to American Gigolo. But American Gigolo is much later, isn't it? Oh yeah, American Gigolo didn't come out till 2007. Um, and yet this still was the the theme song to it somehow. No, yeah, I guess Blondie like Blondie was the um, the New York punk in quotes band that that really broke out i guess the the talking heads did later on but never as big as blondie. i remember blondie being all over the charts yeah back okay. then um with this one and uh heart of glass oh and yeah then, and then of course uh like a year or two later they had rapture and um yeah so that's that's much- i think i
1: i realized that they got airplay i just didn't wouldn't have thought any of their songs was number one for the year so they were pretty huge
0: yeah i'm surprised um well, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is number six. I remember Another One Bites the Dust being really huge, but I don't even, I don't know if that made the uh, the top 100 for this year.
1: That's from 19, I thought that was from earlier, but that's from 1980 as well?
0: Yep, that's from 1980. Huh. And uh, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, they're both from the album The Game from 1980, but Crazy Little Thing Called Love was actually released as a single in 79. So maybe 81, uh, Another One Bites the Dust, is is bigger. Who knows? Um. But, I mean, I even like Magic by Olivia Newton-John. I've I don't cor- think- You don't know it? You have to believe oh. we are magic. Nothing can oh, stand yeah. in our way.
1: Yeah, I think I do remember that.
0: Um, And I, Coming Up is a great Paul McCartney song because he does that kind of uh, rough rock voice on it. And, uh, I mean, I can, you know, it's still rock and roll to me. Not a bad Billy Joel song for a Billy Joel song. Um, rock with you's great, of course, but then yeah, you get to number eleven and it's "Escape," the Pina Colada song. Yeah, but then right under that is "Cars" by Gary Newman, which we which we mentioned. Um, and then it's funny get... that I'm, I'm oh, um, go ahead. I,
1: the. It's still rock and roll to me. It's funny that that's 1980. It seems too early to be that nostalgic.
0: Yeah, well, but you know, he. I think he was always more of a like late 50s early 60s sensibility so uh, to There's him i guess yeah. yeah um yeah it, it makes sense for for billy joel he was he was more the brill building pop type songwriter mm.
1: um i mean at the time he he was not not much older than 30 so it's just it is funny
0: yeah it couldn't have been he was like one of those dudes who was like a middle-aged man when he was 15 yeah um
1: i like that song though i when i think about the that song i, I think i've I, I don't think i'd want to listen to it on infinite loop but i i think it's a fun song
0: yeah it's not like i said for a billy joel song it's definitely not bad and um aside from sticks and well you've got kenny loggins this is it uh i'm always surprised when i see loggins name and it doesn't have anything to do with footloose or uh caddyshack oh you did that
1: too i forgot about that
0: a um, couple Eagles songs who were one of the all time worst rock bands ever um, strange to see like Isaac Hayes had a hit Don't Let Go I no idea what that song sounds like um, but that he was still going man Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer had a, had a duet very strange don't know that song either did you listen to it at all No More no. Tears it's an
1: interesting cover to the album too They're standing back to back, looking at the camera, daring us to question why they would sing together.
0: Both, uh, well, I mean, both in their, in their way, uh, gay icons. So I guess it made sense. I I didn't know know
1: Donna Summer was.
0: Yeah, well, because she was a disco queen. Oh, okay. Although, later in life, I think, you know, she became born again and, like, started talking shit about homosexuality or whatever. So, uh, it's a, shitty way to go out but uh yeah at that time she was And on the radio she had another another one on the charts uh another really good song i think um the rolling stones of course bob seger pure prairie league like this is not my stuff but it is it is kind of cool like we said just the the mix of of genres yeah yeah like,
1: and I like I like clicking on the artist names for bands I've never heard of and seeing their pictures, like the Brothers Johnson.
0: Oh yeah, they did the Strawberry Letter Number Twenty Three, and this song "Stomp" is actually really good. It's kind of a funk jam. I think
1: I've heard Strawberry Letter Number th- Twenty Three, but I no I had no idea what they look like.
0: Yeah, that, well, and that was a cover of a uh, Suggy Otis song, and his version's much better. But they had a hit with it. Um, "Fame" by Art Irene Cara. I loved that song when I was 10 years old. Because you went to live forever. I wanted to learn how to fly. Hi. Um, which, uh, fame... Is that
1: how that song was? I, I want to learn how to fl- fly, and then you, it's like highlights, like R.E.M. kind of thing, where it's,
0: I want to learn how to fly. Hi. Yeah, hello. Yeah. I think they had even Squiggy come in at some point. Hello. Uh, but, of, of course, the greatest thing about fame is... Uh, that they used they parodied the scene where Irene Kara takes her clothes off in the movie fame for uh, the prettiest week of my life episode of get a life and a lot of a lot of these songs like I recognize artists uh, Rupert Holmes but I don't know the song him um, Herb Alpert rise yeah where's the do you want to press band <laughs> he had to he had to let them go man there's too many mouths to feed They're their writer was like you know, fifty-seven bottles of Coke.
1: I had, for some reason, I had the absurd idea that Herb Albert was from long before he existed because, there at the Museum Mechanique in San Francisco, there's all kinds of old-fashioned uh, coin-operated machines, and one of them was a bunch of monkeys who clashed symbols in 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 tune to a Herb Albert song, so I thought he was from the forties because why would there be a, a monkeys clashing symbols in the 1960s but i guess there was
0: yeah the, i mean this you have to remember the 60s was uh, compared to today or even the 80s still a little backwards monkeys clashing symbols was like the height of entertainment they'd do that play some uh, skee ball uh, that was a that was like a, a night at the museum to us for a quarter for uh, no 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 ski ball uh, probably in the 60s um, I'd say a farthing. Jeez. Yeah, but so they, while they're playing skee ball, we're watching Ben Stiller act like a nincompoop. Exactly. So I think we know who who made out in that uh, exchange. The Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller always makes out. Yeah, Herb Alpert, also founder of A and M Records, so uh, we have him to blame for uh, signing Sting,
1: or as What's I like to a? call him,
0: Stink. Who's he's the a- M? Um the M is M who did pop music who is on this Jeez, list as well. This
1: list is is A M heavy.
0: The Yeah, I don't know. I think AM actually I thought it stood for like artists and management, but no it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's uh I don't know who the M was. Some one percenter I'm sure. Jerry Moss. Maybe it was Mr. President, uh Ronald Reagan's second name before his, his name changed. Oh, that makes more sense than Jerry Moss. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting list. Um, the same kind of crap you would expect. Anne Murray with Daydream Believer. Um, I uh, did not know that was her song. It is not. Oh. It obviously belong will always belong to Davy Jones, although he had no hand in writing it. Uh, Let My Love Open the Door, Pete Townsend.
1: That's Pete Townsend? Yep. I think I thought that was The Who.
0: Nope. better. Well, it's a better song than anything The Who were doing at around that time. It's a good
1: song. It's a fun song.
0: Tom Petty uh, and the Heartbreakers, Don't Do Me Like That, I don't think I realized was that early either. I thought it was later in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, so it's a, it was yeah, a... We
1: we talk about last time it's a transition year, and it, the list proves that out, that there's, there's all kinds of 70s stuff that's... That's in there, but there's also the stuff that's going to overtake the the list in there too.
0: Yeah, and you you get down uh, low on the list, and it gets you have some interesting stuff too. Uh, Prince with "I Want to Be Your Lover." Wow. No idea. That, I mean that was number 95 for the year, and it actually had come out the previous year, but I had no idea that that was. Ever that's not even his hit. first single. Yeah, no. Uh, and "Tusk" by Fleetwood Mac, which is uh, everybody should go listen to. I'm not a Fleetwood Mac fan, but I do like this song, and I think it's probably one of the strangest songs to be to make the top 40 ever um
1: there's but, a new movie called Tusk coming from kevin smith
0: and is it about the fleetwood mac song
1: i can only imagine i thought he said he was quitting film i guess he changed his mind it was uh, from what i understand it's a story that came up from his podcast and he, he put on his twitter would you like me to make a movie based on this story and they voted yes I'm and guessing
0: a... it won't have Bruce Willis in it.
1: <laughs> well, maybe, because the the movie is about a man who spends a lot of his time wearing a walrus outfit. So maybe Bruce Willis will be in that old walrus outfit, but I would
0: be surprised. That sounds like uh, the basis for a cracking good story. Justin Long is in it. Well, there you go. No Paul McCartney, as far as we know. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's definitely, uh, this was like right around when I feel like radio was about to change and as I said, become more, more segregated and stuff. So it's, it's kind of cool to look back at this time capsule of, of what was on the radio at that time Mm -hmm. and, and just see, um, how, how much better it was at least, than uh, the later 80s. But well, let's compare it to the top 100 now. Obviously, uh, year's only uh, one-third over.
1: Wait, before we go to now, um, uh, do you know
0: this Genesis song? Yeah, Misunderstanding. There must be some misunderstanding. Actually, not a bad song for Phil Collins' era Genesis.
1: Huh, I didn't know Phil Collins, it was Phil
0: Collins' era. So Peter Gabriel was already gone. Yep, he was gone. Peter Gabriel, at this point, had already recorded uh, a couple Solo albums.
1: Well, that's crazy. I don't. I don't think I really... And again, I didn't realize that happened so, so soon. I thought that
0: happened in the eighties. I thought that. Yeah. That no. Transition. I, that I was seventies. He left. Yeah, seventy six. I could be wrong, um, but somewhere around there. Yeah. But
1: it's before Genesis really became an eighties band. Yeah,
0: come. before like Invisible Touch and all that. Mm-hmm. They all well, before they got huge,
1: of course. But they're pretty big with seventy one. I mean, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. ready to go 2014. Yeah, it's
0: really not... I mean, it's they were... At this point, I feel like Genesis was kind of hacky, obviously, with Phil Collins running things. How can you avoid that? But, uh, but you know, Phil Collins himself has had some decent songs. Like, I, I don't think you can, like, deny somebody just, just because they're a hack, you know? They occasionally will crank out something worth listening to. I think Misunderstanding was. But as I said, uh, 2014, only one-third over... Now, so th- this is not a complete list. This is just like a list from January to now of what the, the top songs of each week have been, I guess. Uh, or each, I don't know, it kind of jumps all over the place. Maybe
1: it's what became number one. So when it changed, like, so, so uh, like January 18th, Katy Perry became number one with Dark Horse, and then February 1st, Lure took over.
0: Yeah, it could be. I know who kn- who knows how they even figure this shit out now. I, f- I feel like having a uh, number one song means you sold like twenty five thousand copies of it these days.
1: Um, well, plus all the iTunes stuff because that's included in there, I think.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. But uh, but I mean, I just don't think people are buying as much as they used to because mm-hmm. um, they're watching it all on YouTube.
1: As we did, or I did. I don't know what you did. Maybe you bought them all.
0: No, I... Oh, hell no. I listened to, uh, I listened to iTunes sound clips for these. You wouldn't even buy... A rock ballad? Anything. Um, so, let's... Yeah, we'll just go down this list briefly, because I think neither of us are really all that familiar with a lot of these acts. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, some obviously everybody knows who Katy Perry is. I did not know who One Republic was, and from the sound of them, I, I thought it would be like some new metal band.
1: Oh, I had the, the exact opposite. One Republic, I thought it would be a copy of One Direction. Boy
0: band, yeah. It, but it was neither. It was neither. It was just a weird kind of Maroon 5 bland pop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Counting Stars is the name of it. If for some reason you uh, you suffers some kind of brain injury and want to go listen to it, Counting Stars was uh the first the first hit, I guess, of uh of two thousand fourteen.
1: I consider that that kind of stuff a little bit better than things like Katy Perry and Pitbull. Just because it seems like the Katy Perry Pitbull stuff it seems they seem like so similar. Like, so similar to songs that have come before that when you start hearing it, you say you've heard that before, even if you never heard it before. At least right. with the One Republic song, it kind of sounds similar, but it, at least it's its own thing more so than those two.
0: Well, yeah, because, like, the Katy Perry stuff seems much more manufactured. I think, you know, exactly. they, have, they have, like, songwriters who just crank out hits, like, you know, the for the American Idol uh, generation um that they use and one republic i am assuming is a band that writes their own material yeah exactly um, yeah
1: although it did sound like the the and i didn't listen to the whole song but what i heard it sounded like his voice might have been sweetened a little bit
0: oh uh, yeah I, I doubt that does not go on uh with with bands looking to be major nowadays at all i mean i think that's probably everywhere uh, unless you're talking about like foo fighters or something who i assume make the charts still but i have no idea um yeah, that 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 was not impressive. Uh, Pitbull featuring Kesha was not impressive to me.
1: It's a it's a song that gets played anytime you go to a bar, like a sports bar kind of place. It's going to get played, and once it's done, nobody even remembers what it was.
0: Yeah, one more reason for me not to go to sports bars among well, the any kind myriad, of bar. Really. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like club hip hop. I don't know what the hell you would even call it.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. I just. No, it's forgettable. No yeah. offense to Pitbull.
0: Yeah, you don't want to piss off somebody named Pitbull, because um, he—I'm sure he's obviously got some some street cred. Because the, you never hear of rappers like trying to build himself up as tough guys and not actually being tough.
1: Well, right. Why, why would they?
0: No. But I—I I don't understand who he's who. Who this song features? Oh, it features a uh, Kesha. But K, K- dollar sign ha. Huh?
1: Yeah, well, I don't see any dollar signs in the name, so I don't know who Kesha is. Where's could Dollar Shine,
0: huh? Well, I, I think maybe this is uh, when she guests on other people's records. Oh, she, she ain't giving the money off for free. I gotcha. Exactly. Say no more. Yep. Trying to keep it classy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a terrible song. Uh, Passenger with Let Her Go. What a weird voice that guy has. For Top 40, yeah. I agree, uh, and even even though I, like, wrote down a little note on it, I don't remember a goddamn thing about it.
1: it. It was kind of throwaway, but I was I was thrown, thrown, not just thrown away, but thrown by his voice. I
0: Like, seeing him
1: before he started singing, I didn't expect that to come out of his mouth.
0: Oh, I got to see a picture of him, because, like I said, I just, oh, you, okay, yeah, there you go. He looks like he could be in Flight of the Concords. Um. Michael David Rosenberg. He's an English folk rock singer-songwriter. Okay. He's no Nick Drake. I'll say that much.
1: Maybe his other songs are better than that one.
0: Doubtful. Uh, Katy Perry with Dark Horse. You know, it's Katy Perry. Well, I don't eat It's... You either know what it sounds like or you don't. It's um, that's funny.
1: That's, we're, we're both looking at the list on Wikipedia of the
0: top songs and... Katy Perry is not clickable, but Juicy J is. Yeah, juice. Good old Juicy J. I think that's now what they're calling Sunny D. Oh, So well, I'll yeah, start buying it then with it's a better name. Just product placement. Um. Yeah, Lord Team had not heard this song before. Don't we've talked about Lord? I think on the last yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I talked about enjoying Royals. Right, at, which I don't not enjoy. Um. And this this was more of the same. I mean, for for top forty in two thousand fourteen, not bad, mm-hmm. not something I would purchase. Um, the next one, Bastille Pompeii, uh, I actually found kind of interesting, although again, not anything I would purchase. Um, but they uh, they are from England, so they've got. I I think I told you before we went on the air, they had kind of a more European sound than the rest of the top forty to me. Um, yeah,
1: they kind of have that uh synth back
0: yeah yeah they've so you know maybe a little bit out of i don't know some elements of like 80s goth in a way and and 80s synth but not you know not like the bright cheery stuff uh and then to to say something
1: good about them well we already did but another thing good about them in their picture one of the guys is wearing a 930 club shirt
0: neat Uh, oh there you go so yeah he's you know, he's trying to uh, latch on to some punk rock cred. And it was not bad, actually. I, um, surprisingly, like I said, I think it's maybe a bit too uh, overproduced sounding and stuff to, to really click with me. And, and maybe slightly gimmicky, but, uh, but not a bad song for Top 40. Better than I was expecting.
1: The band initially included two other musicians on violin and cello, but dwindled down to the four current members. It doesn't say what happened to the violinist or the cellist.
0: Well, obviously, they wanted to make the uh, Top 40 in 2014, and they knew uh, that wasn't going to happen.
1: I mean, but did they actually kill them, or did they just say, we don't want to play with you anymore? Where
0: are they now? Oh, I would assume they killed them. Hmm. I think that's it's a dog-eat-dog world out there in, in pop music nowadays. And, did, and, you know, there was no reason for them to actually kill them. They could have just let them go their own separate ways. But... Uh, but they're never going to compete with Pitbull if they didn't kill him, you know? Right.
1: And with a name like Bastille, they have to storm the violinist
0: and throw them to the rafters. I don't understand your reference.
1: It's a 1980 film, which we'll be talking about soon.
0: Okay. Um, I know. I guess we don't really even have to go through this whole list, right? It's literally- No.
1: I, I There's one song I listened to while you were... Uh, Repeatingly saying "yep," that I thought was better than I expected it to be. We we might be dead by tomorrow. That was pretty good.
0: Oh, by, by Soko. Soko, shit! I wish I could remember. Do you do you know? Uh, do you have any?
1: It's a just kind of uh, not real. Oh, she's French, and it's just it's just her singing. So it's a real, it's kind of a quiet song.
0: It's good. So kind of Lord-like. No, I don't no. think
1: it's so produced.
0: Okay. Uh, well, we do have, of course, uh, Pharrell Williams with Happy, which is just... I still haven't heard that. you That's insane. I have a hard time believing that. It's in, like, a million commercials, and talk about going anywhere in public. It's, uh,
1: it's oh, very... If it's in a million commercials, maybe I've heard it. I have to look it up.
0: Yeah, it's very bland... Uh, it reminds me a lot, I mean, not just because it's called Happy, but it reminds me of Don't Worry, Be Happy in In that it's just completely middle of the road. And, I think I've heard it. Yeah, are you trying to listen to it now?
1: I'd listen to just like one second of it and it did sound familiar, so maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if that song will make uh, uh, Pharrell Williams as upset as uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy makes Bobby McFerrin.
0: Oh, does he, like, refuse to play it anymore? Or?
1: Oh, he hates that that's how his career is defined. He's like, before... I don't know if he personally hates it, but people who talk about it are like, before that song, he was a respected jazz musician, and now he's the Don't Worry, Be Happy guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is... It does suck that uh, so many people put a gun to his head and forced him to record that.
1: <laughs> I don't think he even realized it would be such a big hit. It was just a throwaway song. I don't know why he had to be so angry with the guy.
0: Well, because... Because he recorded "Don't Worry, Be Happy," I think that's reason enough to be angry with him. Well, he just, you know, he had a fun song he
1: wanted to put out there. He didn't know it was going to define the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully that doesn't happen to Pharrell Williams either, because I think it's pretty terrible. Um, uh, and and then you've got John Legend, who is also to me like very bland and kind of a weak singer. Like whenever I have seen him play live, I'm like, oh, his voice is not that strong. But I guess this is what appeals to people, and, and always has, you know, Christopher Cross. Yeah. Um, Aloe Black, I actually like uh, the man. I think I put that on one of my best ofs this year. Um, not a bad song, kind of more old school soul. And he did that. Uh, he did that great song a few years ago. That I need a dollar. I don't know if you remember that. I think
1: so. Yeah, and I, I remember. Need
0: a dollar, dollar. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah,
1: that was great. And that now that you say. say you give me the voice i remember the man the man is very good i'm surprised it was number one
0: yeah no i I actually am too yeah i was i was surprised and and pleased by that all right i'm gonna have to check out soko again because as i said i don't remember her um but she's french so i i'm down um dj snake and Lil john the less said the better um justin timberlake i think I can't remember if we've talked on the podcast. Uh, he did those two albums, the 2020 experience, and it would have been good as one album uh, and with the song links cut in half. Um, and this song is not over; it's like almost five minutes long, which is kind of long for a top 40 song, but not, not a great song. And I, I like Justin Timberlake, so. Um, yeah, what else? Iggy Azalea is all over the charts.
1: I don't think I know her work.
0: And she's like a white Australian rapper. yeah it's
1: well when you say white australian is is there anything else nope not anymore
0: um uh i think they the aborigines all all just uh moved to ohio they're like they never they never
1: called them australians anyway
0: no no um and most of them
1: probably, when they did the movies, they made so much money, they, they went to wherever they wanted to go. And Ohio is a very popular place, as your favorite basketball player mentioned this week.
0: Oh, LeBron James. Yeah, from what I gather from looking at Facebook, um, I think LeBron James must have invaded Russia and uh, brought peace to the Middle East and increased the minimum wage. But, you know, that's just going by how many mentions I saw. I didn't actually read any of them. Yeah, no. Well, what movies are you talking about for the... Like uh, Walkabout and uh, Crocodile Dundee and Young Einstein? Oh, I was thinking The the Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, of course. Yeah, set in in the Australian Outback. The Gods Must Be Crazy. Uh, A whole movie about a Coke bottle. Not sponsored by Coke. No, Pepsi. Financed the whole thing, ironically
1: and they thought it would be good reverse advertising
0: and uploading in their damn faces. Backfired. Now now Ohio's just uh, full of didgeridoos. So good job, Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, uh, Michael. did you listen to the Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake song? No. Love never felt so good. You, you're not missing anything. It's what you would expect. Um, and then, of course, you've got Coldplay and Maroon 5. Um, just more kind of vapid, bland. Well, I I mean, I don't know that I don't know that Coldplay is necessarily vapid. I mean, I know they they want to be deep. I just think they're not deep enough to be as deep as they want to be.
1: I I I have liked some of their songs. Coldplay, but I I've never bought one of their albums. Rune 5, I've not had a chance to like any of their music so far.
0: That's because uh they haven't given you any music that you would like.
1: Now, are they from, like, American Idol or something?
0: No, they were uh, an actual yeah. band, yeah. yeah. The the one, the singer is on The Voice. He's one of the judges on that.
1: And is there another Adam that's a famous pop singer? Besides Adam Levine? With? Yeah, I thought there was another one that I confuse him
0: with. Um, there's, wait, was one of the chipmunks named Adam? No, that was Alvin. No, Alvin. Alvin! That uh, was my Dave Seville? incredibly good let me see adam i'm just gonna look up uh adam duritz from uh counting crows no that's that's too long ago yeah the when i i just typed adam into google adam lambert who's that oh i think that's a that's a uh fucking american idol dude i think okay that's why i confused i confused he he might be the one that's singing with queen yeah he's singing with queen now Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. That's ties it all confused. back to... Uh, n- uh, 1980. 1980, yeah. Well, what? Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, so I have to say, I have to give the edge to 1980 pop I charts. would too,
1: but I don't know if it's because of nostalgia or because it's better. I mean, I know all the 1980s songs because they've been playing so many times over the years, but I, do, I can't say that... Uh, that um, or not ride like the wind, but I, I, I don't know that do that me do that do that to me one more time is any better than I don't know Pompeii, by, by Bastille, or Counting Stars, or even Timber. So I don't know. I, I guess nineteen eighties is better just because there's nothing in two thousand fourteen that's nearly as good as Call
0: Me rock ballad. Well, and there's also nothing I and and it's true. Like time will tell, but I feel like. Just objectively, "Brass in Pocket" is a better song than anything on this list from 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as "Crazy Little Thing Called Love." I, I mean, I would even put uh, "Magic" by Olivia Newton-John in in the category of at least as good as the best songs so far uh, from the top 100 of uh, 2014.
1: Another interesting thing we we talk about the variety that these there is not much variety. There's a little bit. You have the Maroon 5, One Republic. Coldplay, and then you have the the uh, Katy Perry stuff, and you have a little bit of variety. You have some stuff thrown in there, and you uh, you only have one song from a movie. the 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 1981. There's a ton of songs from movies. Soundtracks, yeah. So soundtracks, I guess, aren't as big, and I I have not heard Let It Go. I assume it's 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 fine. Uh, soundtrack music, and it's I mean, people love it, so it must be good.
0: Well, uh, preteen girls love it for so for what's that what that's worth I think um y- yeah there I mean there's some variation in musical style but and yet I feel like there's almost a monolithic sound overall to the stuff today
1: a lot of stuff yeah I, agree yeah. I and I think the variety is not as there is some variety so like let's put a number on it there's, there's there's a lot of ones and twos and threes but I think in the 80s there's ones twos threes four five six it goes like one to 10 it's just more
0: Varied, Right, much more stark contrast. Yes. Whereas yeah. the ones from this year, you could play next to each other um, at probably any club, and nobody's going to like be like, wait, what the fuck are you what doing? This?
1: Yeah, there's a couple on here that will be a little bit weird, but it ends fast enough that people wouldn't care. But if you played stand by, the the country version of Stand By Me after Call Me, it would be a little weird. Yeah, Big,
0: and yeah exactly. followed
1: up with Do That To Me One More Time. That. Exactly that.
0: A rock ballad? Um, Should we take a break before we go to movies and TV? I feel like those will be a lot quicker, probably. So, uh, all right. Well, let's do it then. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Try talking about shangri two to commuters wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations, Van Dyke bars, Greyhound racing, steeple chasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Bram his creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the stars Takes time and patience but all the best We're back, and uh, now we're going to look at 1980 in TV, well, versus 2014. But we're starting with 1980 in, in movies. In movies, I'm sorry. Um, and so, number one is really no surprise to me. It is to me.
1: Is it? I thought it was more of an indie indie favorite.
0: True, but, it. but you know, over time, I it's, it's kind of like the, a Velvet Underground thing. Enough people have have uh, talked about it. I think it got retroactively, number one, just from video sales and stuff. It's the best Star Wars movie so far. The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, the best Star Wars movie of all of them, in my opinion. So far. I'm going to say Into the Future. This is the best Star Wars movie. So far. I'm keeping positive. Although they are using the... Uh, I don't know if you saw that that picture from like the German airport or whatever. Uh, where they're they're filming some scenes, I guess. Um, they have the uh see, this is my problem. I don't know the name of any of the things. It's not the Tontons. that was like the monster that he cut open, right? Mm-hmm. It's the uh the walker, the snow walker thing. Oh,
1: they're using those?
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's what that picture was. I saw that picture and I thought it was like somebody drew that. So all the all the uh those ad ats were I think that's what they're called. Walker, yeah, whatever. Had-ats. Those were all at a, they're all in the airport. Oh, that is neat. Yeah, that'll be good.
0: Yeah, so I yeah, I have actually no problem with this being number 1 for the year. Empire Strikes Back.
1: No, it was it was what a number 1 movie
0: should be. Yeah, I think I probably saw it in theaters probably about 11 times. Neat. I never saw it in the theater. Yeah, I was 10 when it came out, so
1: Right. Um, in the- perfect age. So you just, had you seen Star Wars in the theater? You were
0: almost old enough. Yep. Oh, yeah, I did. We, I remember because we went to Reno to visit my uh, uncle who lived there and and we all went to the movies and I was crying because I wanted to watch The Rescuers and uh, instead my parents decided to go see Star Wars. I was like, what is this bullshit? And uh, to this day I don't think Star Wars is that great a movie. It's It's good but it's very <laughs> slow in parts. I think people forget how many slow sequences there are yeah and uh it's good don't get me wrong and then uh but this is this was probably like my first the first film that like somebody at age 10 could enjoy that had so much darkness in it you like know, it's a very dark movie ended everything ended on a down note hand solo's frozen uh luke gets his arm cut off uh princess leia still has those buns on her head but they're gone the whole movie Excuse me I th- I saw it 11 times in theaters I, th- I think I know what whereof I speak good point um,
1: that's the it's true it's uh, it took some I mean people like to make fun of
0: George Lucas and for good reason but it, it took some balls to put out a movie that was this dark it did but I don't know how much involvement Lucas had in this like he didn't write the script or direct did he he wrote the story oh he, yeah he wrote the story.
1: Okay. So, but he was produced. He was a producer too. So he was involved in everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, but he wasn't as involved in in this one as he was in the first one, of course, or even the third one. But yeah. So he had least probably the least involvement. But he still he he wrote the story. He okayed everything. So he was okay with this having a super dark ending. And you know, it worked out really well, and people still talk about it as the best Star Wars movie. So,
0: right, well, and I'm sure he it was much easier for him to endorse the dark ending when because he knew now this was going to be a franchise. Like he, he knew, yeah, he knew he was going to come back with the puppets. So
1: it's 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 still pretty pretty brave to to put out a I don't know if brave is the right word. No, but I was,
0: I agree with with a like a mega picture like this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he was coming off a of, he had a, all the leverage in the world of coming off of Star Wars and just. Owning such a huge amount of the merchandising rights from it, so he had a lot of his own money involved. So it wasn't as, he, he wasn't beholden to all the produce the the produc- the, the studio company, heads and yeah. studios. Yeah, so he he could do what he wanted, but he still couldn't be sure what he wanted was going to make as much money as it, as it did because it was this. It was just a second movie. I mean, Star Wars was could have been just a fad. Nobody knew for that for sure if this was going to be as big as it, as big as the first one, but it was.
0: Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this was a great. Great movie for number one of them. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, introduction of Boba Fett in uh, Empire Strikes Back, right?
1: Yeah, well, the first time he appeared was in a cartoon during the Star right, Wars the Christmas, Christmas special. special, yeah. But, but... Yeah, the first introduction of Boba Fett. with uh, awesome character that was really underused in the films.
0: Yeah, I loved Boba Fett. Had the Boba Fett action figure. Uh, he was my favorite. Uh, second favorite was Hammerhead. Was that his name, Hammerhead? I don't know, but he did.
1: In the, I don't even know if he was in this
0: movie. No, I don't. Th- I think he was in the original Star Wars. It was just yeah.
1: in the can- in the cantina. Never had anything, any lines or anything, but everyone loved his action
0: figure. Yep. And uh, well, I guess we should we should look down more. Let me, I'll read through the top ten, or do you want to read through it?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it's the top ten.
0: Yeah. Nine to five. Star crazy.
1: Airplane. Any which way you can. Private Benjamin. Coal Miner's Daughter, smoking and the Bandit 2, The Blue Lagoon, The Blues Brothers.
0: So you got some crap in there, but uh, any which way you can. Clint Eastwood and a monkey. smoking and the Bandit 2, Smoke, yeah. Brent Reynolds and a monkey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Blue Lagoon, Brooke Shields and a monkey. Um, so monkeys were big this year. The Blues Brothers, two monkeys in suits. That's really racist, dude. Uh, the Nine to Five I loved. Another one I saw in the theaters probably ten times, uh, along with Airplane. Um, wait, wait, are you joking? Did you really see Nine to Five
1: ten times in the theater? Yeah, dude. That was a, a movie that ten-year-olds could enjoy. I liked it. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember. You know, it was the first multiplex in town. And so I would just go like on the, you know, matinee times during the summer and I would pay for a ticket to Airplane and then just sneak into every other movie. I remember seeing uh, Excalibur, Caddyshack, Airplane 9 to 5 numerous times.
1: That's a a fun summer.
0: Yeah, and there were, well, and Urban Cowboy for some reason I really liked, um, which is a terrible movie. I've never seen it. Uh, did not see uh, The Shining that many times.
1: Once was enough?
0: I think so, at 10 years old. Um, Yeah, interesting interesting list, too. Like, a lot of these are now considered classics. One not considered a classic, uh, Popeye, Robert Altman. Movie with uh, Robin Williams. You mean it is considered a classic? I mean, it is not. Uh, I think it is. I loved it. I thought people liked it. I thought it was a
1: a critical, critical darling. That's why P.T. Anderson likes it so much. Does he? Yeah. He used the theme of it, uh, the the theme, like the music
0: of it in Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I live in a garbage can. Keep going. Oh, um, don't leave us hanging. I, I can't remember how the rest of the rhyme goes. Um,
1: Popeye the Cellar, man. I live in a garbage can. I don't know. I've never heard that before.
0: something about poop in your pants, I'm sure, because it was some kid's rhyme. Um, The sets were awesome on it. Popeye. Uh, Seems like old times. Reuniting uh, Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn, I believe, after foul play. Cheech and Chong's next movie. Caddyshack doesn't come in until number 17.
1: Which is surprising, but I... I, if they include DVD sales, I'd have to say that would be up in in the top ten. Yeah, I think yeah. This or, is
0: all this is all box office, and I'm sure just for that year. Uh, no, no, it was it's,
1: in it's, it's box office. Oh, o- overall. So if you look at Empire Strikes Back, that's it, when it was in theaters. It made less than two hundred nine million.
0: Right, right, crazy. They spend more on making movies nowadays. Uh, let's see, Friday the Thirteenth. So you got your slasher stuff, Flash Gordon. Uh, loved that. Got the Queen soundtrack. It's very... I had an
1: idea for a future episode that involved Flash Gordon. Okay. And I can't say Flash Gordon without saying Flash.
0: Ah. Uh... Yeah, one of the greatest songs of the 80s, for sure. Or any era. And wasn't on the list. Uh, no, it yeah, didn't make the top 100. I thought Flash Gordon was great. Uh, it's, it's like cheesy and campy, like in just Did, the right way. As a 10-year-old? Oh, hell yeah. It's okay. another one I probably saw, I don't know, five, six, seven times in the theater.
1: I didn't see that till I was like 14 or 15 on TV.
0: Oh, but that's a bummer way to see it. And It was
1: it was not. You know, I think in, as a 10-year-old singing in the theater was probably exciting and fun, but it, as a 14-year-old singing on TV, it was cheesy and, and fun to make fun of, and the only good thing about it was a the theme song.
0: Yeah, well, it is, it is cheesy, but I think it's self-consciously cheesy. Has Max Van Sydow. Yeah, and and that dude who plays the uh, Birdman is just so over the top. Let uh, me really remember. The Elephant Man, Raging Bull, American Gigolo. Raging Bull. Wow, that's
1: it's it's both higher than I would expect and lower than I expect.
0: Yeah, twenty seven. Um, My Bodyguard, I loved. Altered States, I another one I saw a bunch of times, although I don't know why. I probably didn't get anything about it. Um, Herbie Go! Oh, they're still doing Herbie movies in 1980. Herbie Goes Bananas. Close Enca- Oh, Close Encounters Special Edition. That that's right. They re-released that in theaters with uh, more mashed potatoes.
1: Well, a little bit's not enough. Oh, speaking of Mickey Gilly, he sang "Stand by Me" in
0: Urban Cowboy. Oh, makes sense. Everything comes back to Urban Cowboy. Oh,
1: God, Book 2. Is that when that came out?
0: Yeah, 1980. That
1: makes sense. Which Uh, was Book 2? Book 2 was not John Denver, so you might as well put it in the garbage.
0: Wait, it wasn't? I think Book 1 was John Denver. Book 1 was for sure. So Um, I think Book 2 was The Little Girl. Oh, yeah, that was some fucking bullshit.
1: And then there's Oh, God, You Devil, which I saw in the theater.
0: Oh, really? I saw Oh, God, in the theater. Did you? Only once, because I went with my parents, um... Oh, Mad Max came out this year. This is an interesting year, again, yeah, for yeah. Uh, for movies. Like, especially when you look at how high-ranking some of these are, they wouldn't expect. Like, Motel Hell was in the top 100 for... What is that? Uh, it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. That's all I remember. It's about some motel where this dude, like, uh, killed people and served them uh, as food. Oh, documentary. So, Disney, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Melvin. There it Power. is.
1: It takes all kinds, of, and you remembered that. Well, I'm looking at the cover of the, the poster for the movie. It takes all critters to make former Vincent fritters, well, and it, then there's a a bunch of heads that are buried up to their necks. Yeah, it's uh, above the heads. It says, "You might just die
0: laughing." Yeah, it wasn't nearly as funny as it thought it was, but uh, yeah, prom night. A lot of slasher movies coming in here. But yeah, this was. Oh, and guess who starred in Motel Hell? Who? Rory Calhoun. Rory Calhoun. Yes, I did famous know that. Of the Simpsons. Uh, who, much like uh, Rod Steiger and who's the other guy, uh, Lawrence Tierney. Uh, yeah, uh, an old actor who was famous on the Sim- got f- fame later in life on the Simpsons, and uh, Do scared the shit out Simpsons? of everybody. No, I don't remember him on it at all.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I think he might have been dead by the time he was mentioned, but there's an episode where Mr. Burns is trying to uh, get a bunch of, of Santa's little helper's children and turn them into a. Oh, vet. yeah, sure. And in that episode, the little puppy stands up, and Mr. Burns says, Oh, look how cute.
0: He looks like a young Roy Calhoun. So, everybody go see Motel Hell. I, yeah, if you're a Simpsons fan, at least. I think. Uh, I think. There's again. Two Jack stars in it. Who does? Wolfman Jack. In Motel Hell? Mm hmm. Oh man. Wolfman Jack was still a thing in nineteen eighty, I guess. It's strange.
1: I, I I had Wolfman Jack man, he died young. And he died young, but it seemed like he should be so much older. I remember when I was a kid, I thought Wolfman Jack must be from the fifties and why is he still around and why is he still like not dead? And he died in ninety five and he was only fifty seven.
0: Damn, he looked like he was at least sixty from the first time I had ever seen him, which had exactly, to be the 70s. And, the,
1: and the idea I had was that he was a fifties DJ. I guess he was a sixties DJ.
0: Yeah, who played 50s stuff. Oh, that was his deal. Okay. I think he started out. I don't know if he started out or he moved like over the border in Mexico. He broadcast from there, like he was some like some kind of pirate station almost. Um, why that was necessary, I have no idea. Not really going to look up Wolfman Jack to find out. But this is another one like the 1980 billboard list. Uh, I'd say at least half these in the top ten are are really good movies. Let me look at the top ten.
1: Uh, Empire Strikes Back, good movie. 9 to 5, fun movie, good movie. Star Crazy, I assume it's a good movie. Uh,
0: Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder, uh, after the hit Silver Street, come back with this one.
1: Uh, really, there's. I thought Star Crazy was the first one. I just remember them... Being in jail and having to do some play cool. Anyway, I remember it being a fun movie, so I'm going to say it still is. Airplane's still funny. Any which way you can, uh, no, that's no. Not, I'm not going to call that a good movie. Private Benjamin, oh, uh, we'll call it a good movie, even though I don't know if it is or not. Coal Miner's Daughter, I've never seen. Smoking the Bandit, no, yeah, more than half for sure.
0: Yeah, Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Private Benjamin probably was a little over my head at the time.
1: Yeah, I think that's... I oh, know, that's not...
0: The, I thought 9 to 5 would have been over your head. I know. No, it was just goofy enough, yeah. I think, 9 to 5. Uh, whereas Let's, Private... Uh, take. Oh, uh, yeah, Private Benjamin was
1: rated R. 9 to 5 was PG. Yeah. yeah. It was goofy. Let's take a moment to talk about the fact that
0: Dabney Coleman was never as famous as he should have been. Never. Any, I mean, they tried to give him his own TV series a few times. Yeah, and it was great. Buffalo Bill was a really
1: funny show. It was him and... Um, a, not Sigourney Weaver. Gina uh, Davis. Gina Davis, and it was a fun show, and it, it just they it didn't have the ratings or whatever, but it was critically acclaimed.
0: Daphne Coleman is a uh, is a type. I think much like uh, I mean I, I see him more as a character actor, so I I can see why he never like really made it as a leading man. Mm-hmm. I can see that too, but just more like meaty parts it just seemed like he
1: was always getting crap
0: yeah no it's true and he Maybe. Could
1: do much better work with with you know if we went through a bunch of old movies and, and found some like 80s 80s movies i bet we would have found a lot of roles that he would have been better in whoever was in it
0: yes no i agree um yeah who knows r.i.p dotney coleman is he dead Nah. oh just his we, career
1: yeah but his th- career ended in 1981
0: um, Cheech and Chong's next movie, I I guarantee you Cheech and Chong shit doesn't hold up. No, uh, yeah, I... none of it. I I would imagine. Although, again, when I was a kid, Up in Smoke probably the funniest thing I'd ever seen.
1: I've I've never seen anything Cheech and
0: Chong. Caddyshack holds up. Caddyshack's still funny. Airplane obviously holds up. I I Caddyshack
1: no, Caddyshack does not hold up. But. Parts of it do. Parts have of it, watched, yeah. Have you watched the whole? Because the whole nope. thing with the the girl being being uh, pregnant, pregnant, it's just so boring. You just want to fast forward through that. But everything, everything with Bill Murray and Chevy
0: Chase is super duper funny. Uh, I think you're forgetting the real star of the movie. Yeah. Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Yeah. Elevates everything
1: he's in. <laughs> he really, he really is good in that movie. I, and I did forget him. I, and I also forget Rodney Dangerfield, who's fine. He's fine in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. How no, he
1: he's, is really shown by the sequel, which would not be good even if he was in it. But him not being in it makes it about a million times worse.
0: Well, yeah, because they used uh Jackie Mason in in his who, role, right? He's,
1: who even Ted Knight could not save.
0: Right? No, Jackie Mason just comes across as very hateful. <laughs> he really does. Um. Yeah, Ted Knight. I mean, I even watched Too Close for Comfort just for Ted Knight. So,
1: did you know? And I just found this out recently, maybe in the past five or six years, that there was a spinoff of Too Close for Comfort with with he was still in the in the main role. And I think it was the network kicked the show off and went into syndication. But he moved to a small town and ran a newspaper.
0: Is that true? That's that's a God's honest truth. So they they did a spinoff of a syndicated show. Well, no. I mean, it was it was was too
1: close for comfort to syndicate. No, that was a, a network show. Hell Wasn't no, it? was it? Yeah, I, it was was... A, I looked it up. It was on ABC. But then after ABC kicked it off, it had its own
0: show. Oh wow, was Monroe in it?
1: Yeah, I don't think the daughters were though.
0: Oh yeah, the I would have stopped watching at that age then because the daughters were one of the main reasons to keep watching as a young child. Uh, adolescent
1: i cannot imagine watching that show
0: no it's it's fucking it i knew it was terrible then so there's yeah, no way I it's it's holding up now um something cow what was his little figure? oh yeah his little cow that he because he was a cartoonist and he cosmic cow yeah cosmic cow yeah i think the we need to stop speaking of this uh horrible abomination uh let's go to 2014 movies and uh, once again, oh, in had... The Shining. Yeah, right. the shine Yeah, I mentioned. I
1: we, we did mention it, but that's a really good movie. So,
0: yeah, yeah it, it's a. Uh, you know, people talk a lot of shit about the '80s, and maybe later in the '80s uh, things did get worse. But this was a Actually, really good year let's for movies.
1: Look at the the classic movies. I mean, let's include Empire Strikes Back, and I know people will disagree, but I think that's a classic.
0: Oh, I think so. Yeah,
1: Empire Strikes Back is a classic, and this is one year. The Shining is a classic.
0: Uh, let's see what else is in there. Say, Raging airplane Bowl. and Caddyshack, Raging Bull are all classics.
1: I was, you know, I, I think I'd put airplane for sure. I don't know about Caddyshack, but yeah, it's it's te- it's it's lived the test of time.
0: I would say I would I would say even the Blues Brothers is a classic though. Maybe it it doesn't hold up as well, but I think yeah. people still consider it. You know,
1: that's a, that's a lot in one year. It's used Cars, is I'm just going down the list before we go off and just looking at other, Used Cars is a really funny movie. Jack Lemmon and Robin Williams, is that it?
0: No. The, Jack, the Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and um, Jack Warden. Jack Warden, sorry, that's who I meant, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the red-haired guy. Yep. Really funny movie.
0: Another great another great character actor, Jack Warden.
1: Oh, yeah, any anytime he'd be in something, it was worth it. Oh, and that was directed by Robert Zemeckis. He really lost his way eventually. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm sorry. I was I was stuck at the, the top of the list when you were going down. Oh, in the Gong Show movie. Oh no
0: shit, the Gong Show movie. Uh, yeah no that it was a, a really good year. Even I mean I never saw Ordinary People. I know it won the Oscar, um, so I assume it was maybe good. Although it seemed very uh, kind of touchy feely psychoanalysis, maybe a bit.
1: I think it was probably good. I don't know if yeah. it holds up, but I think it was probably a good movie. Good cast,
0: excuse me. Directed was, by Robert Redford, I believe. Is that the right? first one he directed? I think is so. It, yeah. He, yeah, well, that's neat. Yeah, lots. I mean, you could even say Friday the Thirteenth is is a classic of its genre. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Elephant Man, I think, would probably be considered a classic. Oh, for sure. So this is this is a crazy
1: year. I I can't imagine if we looked at eighty one, and we can pretty easily do do that by changing one number. That there would be nearly as many classics in it. This is a, a really amazing year that we picked. Just um, I'm wrong. Anyway. Oh, there's a lot of good in
0: '81 too. Just
1: the the, Writers of the Lost Ark and Golden Pond are the top two. Oh movies. yeah,
0: yeah sure. Yeah no the excellent movies this year. Uh, Melvin and ha- well Melvin and Howard probably not considered a classic. Um, Heaven's Gate definitely not considered a classic. No. Um,
1: Oh, wait. Going back to eighty-one for a second—that's it. There's those two, and I'm going through the rest of the list, and there's nothing else in the list that's nearly as, as classic as those two movies. And we look at nineteen eighty, and I think we we've, we we said about ten or fifteen of them. It's crazy. What a great year for movies.
0: Really, well, and as I said, I think My Bodyguard is a great movie as well um, in the in that genre of like teen. I mean, it's not a it's not a Porky's teen movie. It's like just a, a high school coming of age movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. What a what an excellent year. Uh, even American Gigolo was a was a good movie. Uh, I don't know if that one holds up either. But
1: did that launch Richard Gere's career? I or believe was so. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think he might have been in Days of Heaven before that, Terrence Malick film. But I think this was like his big, you know, um, movie star. Well, all right. I'm gonna let you read the top ten for 2014.
1: Captain America: The Winter Soldier. The Lego Movie. X-Men, Days of Future Past, Maleficent, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Godzilla, 2014, Transformers, Age of Extinction, 22 Jump Street, Divergent, Neighbors.
0: I like the comic book movies. I have seen exactly one of these. Which one? Uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past. Did we talk about that? Nope. What would you think? I thought it was decent. Uh, I thought some of it in the middle got really long and drawn out um, and maybe didn't have a, a superhero movie pace to it. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was good. It had nothing to do with the original comic almost at all. But
1: uh, No, but as far as adaptations that you could do in a movie, I, I thought they did a pretty good
0: job. Yeah, much better than X-Men 3. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, and it kind of eviscerated X-Men 3 and made it go away forever. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, well, I mean, they just kind of retconned it so that X-Men 3, a lot of shit just didn't happen in that one, right? Well,
1: the end of it made it that way. I mean, some of the stuff they just ignored, but the end of Days of Future Past kind of eliminated x Right,
0: X-Men. right. Um, yeah, so how many of these have you seen, Pat?
1: Uh, let's see. I've seen one, two, three, three. 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 So, I mean... I would like to see Lego Movie, because I hear great things about that. Yeah, me too. I've heard. And Godzilla, I I probably want
0: to try to see that, because I've heard
1: pretty good things about that. But other than that, I'm not real interested.
0: I will see, I'm sure I'll see the Lego Movie. Um, I'll probably see Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, The rest, I'm not all that interested in. I mean, like, if Neighbors or 22 Jump Street was on streaming for free and I was bored, I might watch one of those. I'd probably watch
1: neighbors, I'd skip twenty two jump street, I saw twenty one jump street, and how I just didn't think it was that good.
0: Yeah. Uh, it is interesting to see how how different just the whole culture is when it comes to like the top movies. Like there's no there's no smaller movies in this top ten.
1: Yeah, this is um, all ten are Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, not, yeah. I not basically. good, but they're all big 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 movies. All anything like Raging Bull. Is not.
0: A, oh, I was no, going to say, it's, there's no raging bull on here.
1: No, but it's kind of it's interesting that the the Fault in Our Stars is so high up the list because that is
0: a small movie. And yet, based on a huge, best, hugely popular, best selling book.
1: Right, but a hugely popular best selling book that's about a girl that's dying of cancer. Right. So it's no, not, it's not the Hunger Games. It's not like Divergent, which is another that's based on a book, but it's an action movie. It's just it's a it's a small movie that. It's it's based on a book so it has something behind it I and mean, that's why it's big but it's still it's it's nice that that one is so high.
0: No, true, but it like I said, uh they're they're betting still betting on a sure thing in a way. Like it's not it's not like betting on the story of Jake LaMotta. Right, right. Um because it was it was already a hit. Yeah. Uh man, it's this is strange. I haven't I've seen I saw Mr. Peabody and Sherman
1: that was fun. Yeah, it was
0: It was decent. Um,
1: no, but it is it's it is a different culture because I think the movies that people were going to in the theater in 1980, The, the I'm not talking about the comedies, the good movies that are in this list that uh, were a little surprised that are so high, but they are. Is there Urban Cowboy a, a drama?
0: Yeah, drama.
1: So that kind of movie, I guess people watch it on video because you can't find, aside from uh, the, the Fault in Our Stars, and that's... It's a kid's not a kid's movie, but it's a young adult. Young adult movie, so right? We're not going to. That's not really the same thing. So there's nothing that's like that in the top
0: twenty. No, no, not at all. Um, and I, yeah, it's it's strange how many of these I have not seen. Um, oh, I haven't seen a lot of movies this year, so I'm not. I'm not real surprised. Did you I see the seen. RoboCop remake? Nah. No, I am either. No interest.
1: Oh, it's really nice. To, and here's the first one I can say would would be. As good as alone. I know which one it's going to be. Go Number ahead. twenty-seven, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I am that's really not happy what I to thought. see that it's, it's as high as it is.
0: I thought you were going to go with number forty-six. Oh, uh, I haven't gotten down that far yet. Uh, Chef, which I think is an actual. small oh, I haven't small seen that. movie, so I haven't seen it either. But um, from everything I hear, it's really good and it's an uh, independent movie. So.
1: Well, Grand Budapest Hotel is is. I mean, those those guys don't have a lot behind them. They have as much as as
0: Chef. I suppose. Well, I mean, I, Chef is directed by a guy, guy who directed Iron Man. True. That's true. Um, Yeah, Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, not not as interesting a list. I mean, and maybe it's just because we're so close to it, too, and, and maybe some of these will, in time, you know, uh, emerge as classics as oh, well. Think, but it I really is a lot of tentpole movies.
1: I think Lego Movie is going to be a classic. I think that kind of thing will be a classic. But it's it's definitely a different culture. The action movies, temple movies are a bigger deal than they were in 1980. I mean, they were just not even thought of. I mean, Jazz Singer's number 22. Good luck with that now. Right. I mean, I don't even see a Tyler Perry movie. Did he not do it? Oh, there it is. Okay. 55. I'm just, a uh, Tyler Perry movie would fit in with 1980 movies better than the other stuff, even though I don't like
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just not super interesting this list Mm -hmm. from 2014 um though i have no doubt some of these movies are good but
1: oh um, yeah i mean there's stuff i just don't know that especially when we get down here in the 90s i i see the titles and they they're probably good movies and they look like they're independent movies so
0: or foreign yeah
1: exactly yeah it's it's surprising that these movies are as high up as they are really
0: yeah well again though we are only uh one eighth of the way through the year (laughs) so um (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about 2014 movies either. Um,
1: the Railway Man—that looks like an interesting movie. That's pretty, it's pretty far down, but it's pretty.
0: Oh, Veronica Mars is 73. That's
1: nice. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that did I mean, something. i I'm, I guess there's more than no. There is. So that's good. There's been 343 movies out this year, and it's in the top 100. Good. Um. So yeah, yeah but you have to get below 50 to get to stuff that's. It's more varied than the stuff above fifty. I think I don't think there's anything above fifty. Oh, Chef in Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: Yeah, well, and it's strange because I've heard like, well, Edge of Tomorrow is pretty high, especially since it's so recent. But I I have heard nothing but that the film's a failure. But then everybody I've heard who's seen it liked it. So oh,
1: I have not heard it's a failure.
0: I've heard nothing but good things about it. No, I've heard it's a a financial failure. Is wh- what I meant.
1: Oh well, I can't. I don't think. I don't think uh, Tom Cruise makes financial failure movies. His movies make money. Yeah, they're I, good. They all make money. I don't. Yeah, I haven't heard that there was a financial failure either. So
0: disappointing. Muppets Most Wanted is is in the top thirty. So I don't know. I, again, I don't get it. I don't know what the problem is.
1: What they're looking for?
0: You yeah. Mean? What the, What yeah. they want? Um.
1: Uh, maybe the the, the fact that it's going so long is is good enough. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and they can't expect it to do uh, Captain America no, box office. You know. It beat, it beat Jack Ryan. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I like the, I like looking at the
1: list. It makes me want to go see movies. I want to see Tammy. Oh, I heard Tammy's horrible. I know. I still want to see it. I'm not going to see it in the theater, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. The only thing I don't like about this list is I have to go to another screen to find out what the movies are.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, uh, uh, she directed Tammy. I think right. She, it was like a it wrote was it. A, she did everything. Yeah, oh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a, a labor
0: of love, but maybe she should have loved someone else. Yeah, agreed. No, I am going to see it, though. She's, what? well, there's no reason to see that one on the big screen. I mean. No, no. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm ready to go to TV, I, I, I think. Okay, yeah.
0: so TV, the top shows for 1980, 81, you know, how the TV seasons are. Um, so Dallas is number one. So, uh, you know, uh, 60 Minutes, number two. Which is amazing. Amazing
1: that 60 <laughs> Minutes was the number two show of the entire year. Well, Crazy. well, it's three channels. Three channels, but still, there's something else on the other channels. Is, is this because I had football before? I, no, because football's not in the top ten. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, that's another change in the culture.
0: Yeah, 60 Minutes, number two. Well, we'll see when we look at 2014. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard number 3 who we're now doing commercials what the duke brothers are in commercials oh the actors tom wolpat yeah. and uh uh luke besson yep surprising the wait okay, so david posted about this uh guest of the show and friend of ours david posted on facebook right before i was going to post about it the uh that new scarlett johansson movie
1: As I said to him, his movies are all spectacle. I don't think the story matters that much, but I do see the complaint.
0: I didn't even know who he was. Luke Luke Besson? Is that? Oh, yeah. You know who he is now, right? I do. I looked him up. Yeah, I I don't like his movie, so I I probably wouldn't go see You don't like
1: The Professional?
0: The Professional I like. That's true. Uh, You don't like Fifth Element? No. Okay. But, so this movie is about Scarlett Johansson, and it's it's the thing that... uh, How about La Femme Nikita? I didn't. I thought it was not great. I thought it was okay, but like it oh, got so much I'm, praise, I was like,
1: "I'm talking about the French one, not the not the Bridget Fonda one."
0: That was point of no return. Uh, yeah. No. I, same thing. I I uh, I thought it was okay, but I I thought it was really uh maybe it just got overhyped to me, and I don't know, or maybe I was just in a bad mood when I saw it. But this this goddamn Scarlett Johansson thing it's is based on the idea that. Humans only use ten percent of their brain, so she's given a drug where she uses more than ten percent. But David was right to point out it's a lie. That's like a misconception that humans only use ten percent of their brain. Um, and
1: it's a it's a it's a misconception that's been debunked. debunked for fifty years. Yeah,
0: it's ridiculous that that they can get away with this kind of thing. Um,
1: get away with, What are they getting away with? It's a movie.
0: Such bad science. I mean. It's like it's like basing a movie on a folk remedy. Um, if it's a good movie, I don't mind. Really, it would be, it would be in my head the whole time. The, the, your entire premise is based on a lie.
1: Well, when I watched uh, Muppets Most Wanted, I wasn't saying, that's a guy with his hand
0: in the head. I'm saying, oh, that's neat. It's a good story. Fun. But the Muppets do not defy the laws of logic and uh, science. Because Muppets, as we know, exist in the wild. They're just oh, hard to find. They're tame. They're... These ones are tame. Well, the, in the movies, yeah. But that's yeah. because the, the filmmakers have gone out of their way to tame them in, uh, in the Muppet laboratories and zoos. But, but Muppets do exist. The, the idea that you only use 10% of your brain is a fallacy and uh, a stupid one. I don't know. It it would be to me like watching um, somebody who didn't believe in uh, climate change make a movie based on that. That's all. I get that it's a dumb sci-fi no, I th- premise. No, I think that's
1: not a good. That's not a good um, analogy because climate change is a politically hot-button issue. I don't think anybody cares about the ten percent thing. I don't think that's a. So I I would I I agree with you. If I, I, I saw a movie that was a climate change denier, I would think it's stupid. But the, the 10% of the brain thing, I just think it's a goofy. I don't care as much.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why I, I get hung up on shit like that, because I realize that it makes me sound uh, self-righteous and uh, kind of a ivory tower elitist dick. But it bothers me. and I, I, Who knows? Maybe I would see the movie, but it, I think it, the whole time I would be muttering under my breath, you fucking idiots.
1: Well, maybe you'll, you enjoy that, so it might work
0: out for you. Well, I usually... I'm muttering that under my breath. Uh, 99% of my waking hours anyway. So, uh, where, where are we? Oh, The Dukes of Hazzard, The Love Boat, Private Benjamin, also one of the top films of 1980. Uh, MASH, House Calls, The Jeffersons. Uh, a tie for number nine, The Two of Us. I have no idea what that is. And Little House on the Prairie. Oh, Michael Landon dreamy with his locks. Um, And, well, I don't know why they call it a tie for number nine and then they skip to number 11. Because then shouldn't ten be its own thing if nine is tied? The two of us starred Peter Cook. Oh, Dudley Moore's old partner. Yeah, crazy. That can't have been good.
1: It was a remake of a British sitcom called Two's Company.
0: Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be Steptoe and Son. Whose uh, company had Elaine Stritch? Oh, who we've spoken of before? Who, who scares me? Yeah.
1: Uh, um, how about we do a future episode of, and when I say future, I mean next week of Lucy versus Lover Come Back.
0: Oh, Lucy, the new Scarlett Johansson movie versus what is Lover Come Back?
1: It's a 1946 movie that starred Lucille Ball.
0: Oh, I get it, so it's thematic. But then the problem is I'm going to have to go pay to see Lucy in the theater. I know, that's why I, I didn't think you'd really want to do it. And I don't especially want to do it. But I just thought it was a funny Maybe. Comparison. There there are other movies coming out that I want to see. Um, I want oh. to see the new uh, Linklater movie.
1: Oh, oh God, I want to see that. It looks Playhood, really good. Yeah.
0: What were you going to say? I
1: need to see Pierce that you said was not worth recommending, but I still I, need to see it. Yeah, go see Stop it. Stop sir.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it uh, after you've seen it, and, and we can compare. So I am I I don't know why they do 9 as a tie and then skip to 11. Uh, I'm going to give number 11 the number 10 spot. Alice. Well, the, they do that so that numbers add up. I suppose, but they have 9 and 9 and then 11. Like, they don't do 9 and 10 and then 11.
1: Right. So it's like if you there's there's 20 different one here.
0: Yes, but they don't have a number 10. That's what I'm saying. Or a number 14 or a number 18, because these were all tied. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to do Alice um, so I could do the catchphrase from it, um, which, as we all know, was Flo's catchphrase. Right. uh, Which was. Well, well, I'll just go ahead and do it. Well, give me my beer. I don't remember her saying that because I, I thought it was "kiss my grits." She was the first lesbian on TV. Oh, she said "kiss my grits," sure, but I think the that one, wasn't her catchphrase. The one that stuck in the culture was. Uh, and
1: and so, what does uh, Flo Rida have to do with her?
0: Everything. I mean, obviously, Flo Rida stole the whole aesthetic of Flo from um, from Alice, and as well as uh, putting. If you listen to any Flo Rida song backwards. Mm-hmm. Woman, give me my beer, and occasionally uh, kiss my grits. And people would probably enjoy it more if they listen to it backwards. I think. I think that goes without saying. So Sorry. This, this. Sorry, is, I said it. This is uh, one of the. I won't say it again. Lists, where I think uh, we're probably going to do better with the with the current year.
1: Well, before we keep talking about this list, let's talk about number 12, or in your words,
0: 11. Real people. Do you remember that? I remember it, along with... uh, There was another one. Motherfuck. It had John Davidson. Wasn't
1: this the one with John Davidson?
0: Oh, maybe it is. Real people.
1: Wait, real people was a terrible show, and I don't even know what was going on in the show. I just remember they stood on a stage and talked. And I think right after it came, Ripley's Believe It or Not, which was another terrible show.
0: I actually just went back to the 79 80 season. I found the one I was talking about. That's incredible.
1: Oh. I feel like Mouse, they were...
0: They same were, idea. Yeah, same. So it was just these these like Z-grade celebrities standing around talking and showing video clips of what they considered interesting people, uh, what we would consider maybe like sideshow freaks. So what happened in the time between then and now is YouTube was invented. So, right, exactly. So no need. I mean, I guess, you know, Daniel Tosh kind of does that. Um, hold up, hold up. So right now, in
1: 1979 and 1980, there was a show called Flow. So... That spinoff was popular enough to be in the top 20 for one year, but then it was off the next year. Yeah, yeah. How could it be popular enough in the first year to be in the top 20? That show was
0: terrible. I remember watching that. She was working in a country western bar. Yep. Why did people watch it? Because Alice was such a hit. And I think that's probably why it was initially a hit. And then viewership probably dropped off dramatically because it uh, sucked ass so bad. That's just my guess. Uh, By the way, I am holding up the uh, R.E.M. album. Can I put it down now? no okay i'll keep holding up
1: it got what happened was i think they moved it from after alice to after something else so nobody wanted to watch
0: it anymore probably after 60 minutes yeah um, and after
1: 60 minutes of tv nobody can keep watching tv that's too much
0: i i would say aside from 60 minutes um this is all a bunch of shit i mean i, I don't think any of it no, mash holds up shit. well. Yeah, MASH yeah. Holds up. MASH we not,
1: MASH, you, you don't like mash. Whatever.
0: We disagree on mash, but uh,
1: Magnum PI is not bad either.
0: Magnum PI is fucking bizarre, man. I watched. Right. I, I didn't know it was that early either, but I was watching it on one of those, you know, the old channels and uh, old TV show channels, and it seemed like it was uh, from another planet, and I can't really describe why. Um, just the dialogue was very bizarre. And the situations, see, I, I don't know. Anyway, everybody should go watch Magnum PI and, and tell me if I'm crazy.
1: I, I think I think it's a weird, uh, just a weird show. But I, I think it's kind of entertaining and pretty well written, especially for TV in 1980. It's
0: not as good as Rockford Files, but it, it follows the same same pattern. It's a similar show. Yeah, I was just really surprised because in like in my memory, Magnum PI was much later. Like I I thought it was like post Miami Vice. I had no idea it was on this early.
1: Oh, no, because remember, the Magnum PI is why he wasn't in as a Lost Ark,
0: according to legend. Okay. Oh, shit, you're right, because Too Close for Comfort is in the top 20 for 1980. Holy shit. Uh, greatest American Hero?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was that popular. Again, that show lasted like two years and was gone. I guess one year was all it could take. I think, and how, how how exactly is the again, three networks. ABC Sunday movie is in the top 20.
0: That's that's the thing, yeah. Probably people switch over from 60 Minutes to the ABC Sunday movie. They didn't used to program uh, original shit, scripted stuff, on Sunday nights, I feel like. No, okay. Um, but uh, I think Greatest American Hero is the, uh, the TV show that would... Most benefit from a reboot. Like, I think they could do something really good with it now.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Of that list, that would be the most interesting, I think. Although, we already casted a reboot of MASH, and I haven't gotten a call back
0: yet. I haven't either. Maybe I have Hollywood blocked on my phone, so I should check that. Um, oh,
1: and we haven't talked about how bizarre the Love Boat is. What a bizarre enterprise that was, having a bunch of what do you call the That's Incredible People Z list? I think yeah. the Love Boat would be B list guest stars every single week. Yeah, Charo. Your B-list and um, not popular anymore, like old movie actors.
0: Right, people. Well, and yeah, like people like Charo, who were like, I don't know, nightclub acts in mm-hmm. Vegas. But like people, you never knew who the fuck they were, except for basically, the Love Boat was a scripted variety show.
1: Exactly, and kind of. But it's kind of interesting to get those old actors' work. Not that the work they were doing it was any good. I think they would have famous people on there, though. They would have movie actors and stuff as guest stars. Yeah, it was. A it, wasn't just time. The, it wasn't just the. Wasn't just the variety of people. It was just like getting these people, out out, and that made people watch it. And it was not really. I don't think anybody has any reason to want to
0: watch that show now. I if it's on DVD, I don't think it should be. No, it it, one hundred percent should not be. Um, it was. Do you remember Love American Style? No. Oh, okay. It, it was like similar in in that. Well, it wasn't really similar, but the it just mostly reminded me of the the level of joke writing on it.
1: Oh, okay. I would love it in American style. Was that an anthology show? Anthology, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. No, that it's it's horrible, and I watched it every week. Uh, I I
1: just on. Owned... One thing I would, not from the 80s, the 80s didn't have much good TV, but the 50s, stuff like Twilight Zone, I wish there was an anthology series on now. I I think that is something that, TV now is great, but that's something that's lacking. You could go in week to week and not have to know the whole story, but they're going to have something that's totally different from the week before and it's going to be really well written.
0: Right, and I think they've got the writers nowadays in in TV, that really good writers, somebody could do that and and make a really great show with that. There is a
1: cl- comic book series called, I think, Global Conquest that they were talking about making a Showtime series out of. And oh, that might not be the name. It's something like that. The whole point of the show is that ordinary people are part of a huge global – maybe it's a global frequency – a huge global organization that stops disasters from happening of all sorts. And they use their – and I haven't read it. I just had this description given to me. But each, each issue – is a, d- a different story involving different people, and they're using talents that are just mediocre, like not talents you would expect to be in a comic book. Like it's, it's not fighters or anything. They're like computer programmers or uh, air traffic controllers, just weird stuff like that. And every every issue was them saving the world. So they talked about making that into a, a series on Showtime, but it didn't. I think people didn't like it because every episode was going to be a new cast. Right, but yeah, I the- think brilliant it's 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 it would be a fun idea is every episode is a whole new story like a little mini hour-long movie so yeah that love boat isn't that but it reminds me of that because the cast is different every week
0: right well if hollywood ever returns our calls maybe we'll get that rolling nope. uh house calls also on this list terrible show what was that so it was wayne rogers of matt who okay. played trapper john on mash with uh, lynn redgrave um, it was a it was a sitcom. I believe he played a do- yeah a doctor because she played a hospital administrator uh, had she had three unruly doctors to cope with. Um,
1: Let's talk about the fact that somehow a movie that came out on October tenth nineteen eighty had a spin-off TV sh- series that aired uh, starting on April sixth nineteen eighty one how does that how does pyrova Benjamin happen so quickly?
0: Yeah, and without Goldie Hawn. Without Goldie Hawn, but it had Eileen Brennan. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, yeah, I know. That's I. That's like a really quick turnaround. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially for them, what like pre-internet, like they didn't. Oh, know.
1: oh, and guess who played uh, Private Benjamin? I had no idea. The the stewardess from Airplane. Sorry, I didn't let you guess.
0: Oh. Oh, really? The, yeah. Uh, the the one who sang with the guitar. Can to the little sing? girl, Can on the love boat.
1: No, no, not her. The oh, the star, of the, the star of the show.
0: Oh, Julie Haggerty.
1: I guess it was the one that sang with the guitar. You must be right, because it wasn't Julie Haggerty.
0: All right, then. then as yeah, as my president it all ties together. I'm putting up down. Um, yeah, the, 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 it was not a. It was not a good time to be alive and watching TV Yeah, let's go to a better time.
1: A so, better time. And we're, we're not going to look at anything but the top five in this better time. Wait, I, I don't... And I'll read the top five out so John can talk oh, about how much like, he likes these five shows. Number one, NFL Sunday Night Football, NBC. Number two, The Big Bang Theory. Number three, NFL Sunday Pre-Kick. <laughs> not an actual football game. These are people just talking about the football game that's coming ahead. It's going to, the, that's, they don't even know what's going to happen. NFL Sunday Pre-Kick, number three. Number four, OT, Fox. And number five, The Voice, NBC. We, so as you said, this is a golden time of television, so I can see why the crap from 1980 would make you make you feel like an idiot for watching when there's such great things on TV right now in that top
0: five. First of all, I don't think we should count any of the sports shows. Uh um, <laughs> OT. I don't know if OT is a sports show or if it's a, uh, a it's, sequel think, to the OC. I, I think it's a sequel to The OC. Yeah, on the toilet. I think is what it stands for.
1: Uh, starring Michael Douglas's uh, illegitimate daughter.
0: The uh, y- yeah, the sport. I I I I say we go scripted or reality, but sports. I think they probably sports. Shows like Monday Night Football would have scored high in yeah, 1980 so I, I was, as well.
1: I, I think this list must not have the sports shows, because I think Monday Night Football would have been... Yeah, more, near the top. Yeah, it had I, to be in
0: the top 20 for sure.
1: I agree. Top shows are not...
0: So I'm Some... going to do the top 10 without sports shows. Um, Big Bang Theory, The Voice, Modern Family, Grey's Anatomy, The Blacklist, How I Met Your Mother... Uh, why is the voice listed twice scandal resurrection criminal minds i think that's listed
1: the tuesday's a special uh edition of the voice
0: oh got it got it um yeah so i don't know i i actually wasn't counting as i was going but uh sleepy hollow makes it into the top 20 yeah that's nice it is nice um and if you you know if you take out reality shows then then it's a whole different thing um
1: yeah, but we're not taking reality shows out of
0: the 1980s shows. I included reality shows. That's true. Big Bang Theory is—it's disappointing, but not surprising that it's that, Actually, it's a little surprising. It's that high. It's not
1: surprising. It, well, I guess it is a little surprising because it's kind of, yeah, a little surprising. You're right. Um, it's very surprising to me that Modern Family is as high as it is.
0: Yeah, and I, I've kind of I've found like because they're showing Modern Family in reruns now in syndication, um, it doesn't necessarily hold up to repeat viewings that that great but compared to big bang theory it's it's like shakespeare although i
1: I did think of a very funny modern family joke as we talked today yes doggy dog world doggy dog i don't get it agents of shields and no they're not in
0: the top 20 top 25 Oh, sur- yeah. That's sur- what's what's really surprising. Even more surprising than Big Bang Theory's high placement is Grey's Anatomy.
1: I think it's its final season, so it's the people who used to watch it.
0: They've when come it's back popular, and
1: they came they come back to see all the all the plots ending. Everybody die. Yeah, I've never not once watched that show.
0: I have watched it probably at least once, and uh, it's it's just as bad as you would think it is.
1: What? What? I mean. The these numbers are so weird when you compare it because it because the whole all cables taking up so many readings. But why shows last and why shows don't last don't make any sense to me. Like you look at the crazy ones, it's in the top 30 and it got it got axed, got axed. It because it's too expensive. I mean, there's other shows that didn't get axed are around the same time. I mean, same place in the list. Right. So right. like Mom, which got the same network and it keeps going. Yeah, no.
0: The yeah, crazy ones beat the Simpsons. hmm Well, Simpsons
1: is still cheaper to, to make, I think.
0: Oh, because of the voice actors? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh Revenge, man, Revenge pretty low.
1: Yeah, they always talk about revenge being on are they gonna cancel it? What's gonna happen? Maybe that maybe they'll just oh, Boss Burgers is low. Oh, who knows what that means though.
0: Yeah, for an animated I mean, the the strange thing to me is that uh there are no cable shows on this list at all. Well, and... This is not
1: this is just a broadcast
0: Oh it is. It not is. A okay. Broadcast.
1: I I I wonder if we could get a list. So, well,
0: I'll... I would imagine though still like uh ratings are higher for for our broadcast yeah. networks overall, so Ick. it's probably pretty accurate. Um Yeah, I'm surprised Agents Just Shield was so low. I I thought it would do better. Oh,
1: you're! I I was surprised it was so high.
0: Two and a half men still hanging on somehow. Yeah, this is its final season. The upcoming oh, again. season. So oh, people just a... hate watching these shows. Is no, that what no, it is? that
1: that's not why it's high. I'm saying next season it might get higher next season because that's going to be the. Oh.
0: Um. Yeah, Fox. Fox has uh, got a lot in the lower end of the spectrum still, or the list. Um. About a boy, actually... Oh, it's number 49. I guess that's not great. I don't know if that has been (laughs) been renewed or not. Yeah, me neither. Probably not. But as I said, not bad. Although it did beat The Amazing Race, which I thought was a hit. They moved that to Fridays. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, so it's gone. Yeah. Um, Law & Order SVU, I guess that's still on for some bizarre reason. Yeah, (laughs) you know... all the Law & Orders. Looking at it, you're right. It's not... It's not so great what's on now, although it is it is still better than nineteen eighty.
1: Let's see what's the best show from nineteen eighty in your opinion.
0: Oh shit! Let's see. Let me go back to my nineteen eighty. Um, I'd say Mash. I would say Mash or Magnum Pi. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that's a hard. I mean, or sixty minutes. I mean, I guess sixty minutes, but I don't. Yeah, that seems I. I think I would take sixty
1: minutes out of that list. Yeah, I think it's. Well, we're talking about what was the most popular show, and we took out the sports already. I don't know, but yeah, I'd say MASH or Magnum PI, and I think MASH is probably better than most of this stuff. But Modern Family is pretty close. I think Modern Family beats that whole list. So yeah,
0: I. I think of the shows from 1980, I probably enjoyed the Jeffersons the most.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did too, but I don't know if that holds up. Although, you know what? It's one of those shows that it's it's like Sanford and Son. The story didn't matter. You're
0: watching it for the performance. For George or... Jefferson, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it probably does hold up.
0: It's It it's beats Big Bang Theory, I think, still. Um, yeah. 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 Can, it's Well, this is another thing. Obviously, this is no news to anybody. People have been saying this forever, but... Just a number of uh, reality shows. Now it kind of, it kind of yeah. skews things. Like it's it's
1: it's hard to find the sh- regular shows in the list. Yeah, because there is so many Survivor, The Bachelor, The Voice, American Idol,
0: and then. But then, yeah, a lot of the scripted ones you do find are not great. I, I would well. But then again, Agents of Shield, Sleepy Hollow, those are both better yeah. than anything that was on in eighty.
1: Yeah, Revenge is better than, than Revenge. Yeah, Person of Interest is much better. Not only better, but it's. Uh, more interestingly written than most movies. Well, that not in nineteen eighty. Never mind that. See, but anyway, yeah, yeah it's a it, it's a yeah I, yeah. I go back to what you said originally. I still have to watch that. Better.
0: But yeah, I I would say, and, and even the comedies, um, obviously Modern Family, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, um, are all better than the the comedies of that time too.
1: Although I would I would put all the comedies on this list a, ahead of uh
0: mom or two broke girls that's true i i kind of agree with that well wait let me look at the 80 list again no i, I yeah has, i do agree company. with that well too close for comfort but
1: yeah but that's ted knight carries that true i don't know that i'd say i would put big bang theory above most of the 80s list because the that one guy carries that show it's still not a good show but i do like his performances like i like ted knight
0: I don't, I don't care. Like I don't really care for his performance. So it's a, it's not a standout to me. Makes me laugh. Yeah, you know what doesn't make me laugh in isolation from the show. Like when you show a clip on a uh, Big Bang Theory. There's another thing that whenever I catch it, it annoys the shit out of me. They have I don't know these characters' names, uh, but there's like one dude they work with at the office, and he's got like the most cartoonish speech impediment. I've ever heard oh, on anybody ever, like, nobody <laughs> has ever actually talked like that. I'm like, that is, it's such stupid. cheap, stupid writing. Yeah. But let's not, I'm not going to go off on that show anymore. We've I've done it. Um, recommendations. Oh, well, I was just going to say, before we do recommendations, overall, it seems like 1980 has the edge on 2014 for popular entertainment. Uh, Until you get to TV. Until you get to TV, Yeah um recommendations you got one which is would have been our prediction beforehand i think so yeah it's not really a shock so this whole episode was uh pointless
1: a waste of time
0: i'm glad you listened though hello hey amy
1: hello say something you know say someone you know who's listening so they'll like the show
0: more what what are you talking to me or are you talking to amy no you say someone you know who's listening so they'll like the show more oh someone i know who's listening uh hello jesus christ Superstar. Yeah, you, uh, do you have a recommendation ready, Pat?
1: Uh, I will say, just because one of the songs that we listened to from 2014 reminded me of it, is I would recommend do- Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog. It's a funny little. They put it together. Uh, Josh Whedon and, Neil Patrick, Harris, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris put that together during the writer's strike, and it's a lot of fun. It's a little. Musical short movie that originally came out in webisodes like once a month, I think, during the writer's strike. And it was fun to see what was going to happen each month. And now you have to watch it all at once. But the songs are catchy and fun. It's a neat little story. Great acting from Neil Patrick Harris. And I forget the woman's name, who's awesome and has a huge Internet presence. Um, And Nathan Fillion and great stuff. Yeah, I've seen it. It's fun. The guys who do uh, 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 Ag- Agents of Shield are in that. The guy, the his brother and sister-in-law.
0: Yeah, I am. Well, you know what? I'm going to recommend uh, because this will be old news by the time this comes out. But uh, Tommy Ramone, the drummer for the Ramones, just died last night. As we, so you're going to recommend his death. Um. It, well, I do kind of recommend his death because it, he went quietly, so that's that's the way to go if you if you have to die, and you don't. But if not, you do,
1: not to do inside inside jokes or an inside talk. But I saw on your Facebook, not to name drop that I have
0: you as a Facebook friend, but that you said it was a hoax. No, no, it was it was reported, and then there was like all this stuff saying, no, this is a hoax, and and the hoax thing was some satire. It was just ridiculous, the whole thing. So I had trouble like figuring it out at first because I got it from a source that's usually very reliable and it turned out to be reliable. Um,
1: oh, okay. So he did that. That is sad.
0: Yeah, and then but then there were people on that, uh, Dangerous Minds, I might as well just say it, on Dangerous Minds saying, no, this is a hoax and they're linking to this one thing. And it, it, Anyway, he is dead. What is, what is Dangerous Minds? Um, It's just this, this dude who does, uh, you can follow him on Facebook, he does... All kinds of just pop culture posts. Oh, that's neat. Um, y- yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, Dangerous Minds. There's there's a recommendation. But uh, I'm going to. So I'm going to recommend the Ramones. There's nobody who doesn't know the Ramones. Um, but I'll say I'll say their first four albums. Um, once again, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. First four Ramone albums. But also uh, Rock and Roll High School, Roger For- Corman film. Uh, based around the Ramones, with uh, also starring PJ Souls, which is a uh, campy good time. Uh, so that's it. That's my recommendations.
1: That sounds good. Yeah.
0: And Jesus Christ, uh, we started recording two hours ago. So uh, I guess we should... <laughs> Man. All right, then. live our fucking lives. Uh, um, write to us at popculturecontinue
1: at gmail.com. Add, add, like us on Facebook say nice things to us on the emails and ask to be on the show and ask an episode you'd like to be and write us highly on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. And now brand new, we have a Tumblr since we just recently joined 2007. And, and uh, that's
0: spelled without the E. Right. So T E M B L E Yeah. So if you're a, uh, if you're a Republican, that's probably how you spell it anyway. Cause you're a big dummy how oh, to get into politics right at the end god damn it uh yeah but you know what i would say yeah definitely like us on on facebook because and uh and rate us highly on itunes because those both do uh concrete things for us uh, like we can get more i don't know shit on on facebook if we get a certain amount of likes we get more privileges uh, yeah i don't even know what they do, i don't but know yes but
1: I, it, when it says get up to this number and makes me say, hey, more people like us. So yeah, do that for us.
0: Right, and then if you rate us highly on on iTunes, um, it just gets us put more up in the in the mix when, when people are looking for uh, for podcasts, you know, just in general, will will show up more. So yeah, please try to do that. Um,
1: and if you listen this far, you must have liked it. So, yeah. And if you didn't like it, man, you really, you got some dedication to hate listening.
0: Yeah, or you're... Or you're having a a severe allergic reaction to something and going into toxic shock. So get yourself... It's 911. Dial it with your nose if you have to. Be safe. But, oh, another thing I want to say was recommendations. Like, if people... You don't necessarily have to come on the show, but if you have ideas for the show, send them in to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, it gets a little...
1: Sometimes it's hard to figure out stuff to do. Especially if you have an idea like TV shows we could watch and compare... We really welcome that because those are easy to do. So for the weeks we don't have a lot of time, we'll do a TV show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so do that. And, yeah. uh, and thanks for listening and keep listening. Yes. And, uh, I agree we'll figure it. We don't know what we're doing for next time. It's not going to be Lucy versus Lucille Ball. But uh, uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.